Hi, and welcome to episode 43 of Sustainable Photography. And I'm your host, Emil Kolnes. You need to know that I had no idea what I was doing when I started out as a photographer. I made things up along the way. I took the courses I could find, of course, but honestly, there wasn't a lot of choices back then. So it resulted in me making a lot of mistakes. And that's what we're talking about today. You're listening to Sustainable Photography, where you get support and education to build your profitable business in a way that supports your way of living. I'm Ingvild Kolnes, and after 11 years as a photographer, I want to share what I've learned with you. So if you're looking for confidence, inspiration, and to-the-point tips, keep listening. For full transparency, I also want you to know that I'm a mentor with paid offers, and I might mention some of those in this episode. Let's talk about the four mistakes that I made in the early days and why they messed things up for me. Because once you know, it's easier for you to avoid making the same mistakes. My first mistake in the beginning was that I said yes to everything and everyone. I was struggling to find the right clients and I guess I didn't even know that there was such a thing. I thought all clients were the same. I had no idea that saying no was something that I should even consider. So I ended up working with those who didn't appreciate me, who didn't want to pay, whose vision didn't really mesh well with my own, which as a creative, that means so much. But all this, of course, led to me getting even more of the wrong clients, because as you know, you get more of what you already do and what you show. Having an ideal client doesn't mean that you have to say no to everyone else. It doesn't even mean that you won't get inquiries from people who don't fit the description or even the niche that you do. But if you're brave enough to have a dream client, you're able to create such a strong brand and a much clearer message, which makes you really stand out from the crowd and be more visible. Unfortunately, I think a lot of us are scared of standing out and scared of doing our own thing. And that ends up hurting us more than we realize. Because in an effort to be liked, we end up just blending in, being invisible. And if you want to get booked, you have to be visible. Not to everyone, but to the people that you would love to work with. The kinds of people that want to work with you as well. Now, Take weddings as an example. In Norway, roughly 20,000 couples get married every year. And if you want 20 couples in a year, you'll need like 0.1% of those people. So you can definitely afford to stand out. Remember that you're not your dream client. You do probably like them a lot, but you're not them. And if you say that, oh, my dream client can't afford to pay, then they're not your dream client. So just keep working at it until you know who you want to work with. And it has to be someone that wants to work with you too. My second mistake was that my prices were too low. It took a long time before I could make a living from photography. I was basing my prices on my competitors and a feeling of what I thought I should charge. I lowered my prices compared to what I saw that others were charging And I kind of felt bad every time someone asked what the price was because I kept hearing how expensive photography was, how expensive I was, even though I wasn't making a profit whatsoever. Basically, 
I was paying to be able to shoot people's weddings in the beginning. I was really lacking confidence and I felt that that's what I had to do to get clients. In addition, I had no way of knowing that those people I was comparing myself to, my prices to, knew how to price their work correctly. And even if they did, their numbers are theirs and I have my expenses and my income needs to consider. And so do you. I know I sometimes got picked because of my low price and not because of the images I created or the level of my customer service or anything else, which meant that sometimes I got clients who weren't very appreciative of me and who really wanted something else than what I was offering. Trust me that the quality of your clients really does improve when you start charging your worth There's a massive difference between the kinds of clients I get now compared to what they used to be. The more my prices have increased, the better my clients have become. My third mistake was that I thought branding and logo was kind of the same thing. And of course, I made my logo and my website myself. The copy I used was really generic and so were the images, to be honest. There was no personality, style, or any kind of uniqueness involved. I was really afraid to stand out. Actually, I didn't want to get noticed at all. And I thought that there was a certain kind of way that I should do things and rules to follow. I looked at what others were doing, and I thought that that's the right way of doing things. And I just wanted to be like them. If you think this way as well, then know that you're not alone and also know that it's not going to help you if you don't dare to stand out, if you don't dare to take branding seriously, if you don't try to stand out and get noticed. It is a big part of running a business. My fourth mistake was that I didn't really have anyone to learn from. I really wanted to learn, but I didn't know any other photographers. I didn't really find any workshops or people to learn from, at least not locally. I did travel to get to some workshops and I did some online courses, but if there had been better offers, I know I could have gotten so much further so much sooner. So if you want this, make sure that you get on the waitlist for my mentor program, Sustainable Photography. You'll find the link in the show notes, of course. So those were some of my mistakes. And I want to talk a bit about mistakes I see others do. One, they don't have insurance. Now, there's not a one-size-fits-all, so I, don't, I can't tell you what you might need, but you might want to look into insuring your equipment as well as having liability insurance. That's like the minimum, and you might want to add on some more things as well. They don't have a contract signed with the people that they work with, and this is one you don't want to skip. As soon as someone wants to book you, you have to sign a contract. It's so important for both you and the clients, and it should include all relevant details like names, locations, price, additional costs, due dates for payments and for delivering images, what's included, what's not included, travel expenses, whatever limitation and rights when it comes to your and your client's use of the images, what happens in case of illness, basically what to expect and what's required of each of the parties. Having a good contract and going through it beforehand, like actually explaining what it means, can save you from so much heartache. Three, their business isn't set up legally. 
Again, there's no one right way for everyone here. And some places you can take on a few assignments without really needing a formal business, while in other places you have to get the right permits straight away. So look it up and get it right. Four, they don't have the right equipment to go into business as a photographer because you'll need cameras, lenses, a camera bag, maybe lights and a computer and software. And you want to make sure that you have a backup of everything and plenty of batteries and memory cards, especially for wedding photography. If you're not in a position to buy everything you need, you can definitely rent it. So don't let that hold you back. Five, they're not charging a non-refundable booking fee. This means that you set yourself in a position where you might lose a lot of money if something should happen. And you should also make sure that you have an invoicing payment system that makes you able to start charging people right away. Six, they don't have enough practice using their camera gear. And don't get me wrong, there's no shame in starting out with aperture priority mode to get the hang of things. I still love using that. But It's a very good idea to get skilled in manual settings, both to understand the camera and for all those tricky lighting scenarios when the camera just won't do what you want it to do. So don't depend on auto, but learn to use the camera and your lenses, like when to use what, shoot in all different lighting situations, practice using flash if you need that, and remember that you don't need models to practice. Just use what you have available. Seven, they don't know what to ask their clients. And this is a big one, especially for weddings. Because you want to know all about the locations and the times. You want to map out how the day unfolds and you want to share a timeline with your couple. Make sure that there's enough time in the day for portraits and talk about what to do in case of rain. I always want to get to know my couples personally so I ask them a lot of questions about themselves about the most important aspects of their day but for other kinds of sessions you might want to know like names of the children that are going to be there where you should meet where you're going to shoot what they're expecting and so much more it really all depends on your brand so make sure you figure out what matters to you This is the final one, and it's another wedding-specific point, really, that they don't know the wedding day timeline. And if you know the timeline of the day, it really shows you a lot on where you should be during the day to get the right shots. A lot of times, the couple themselves don't really know everything, so make sure you listen to other wedding vendors when you can. And... Yeah, you'll get the hang of this once you've been to a few weddings. But if you're kind of new, then just ask whatever questions you can and get them to like lay out the day from A to Z and just ask questions. So what can you do to avoid making all these mistakes? I've got five points for you as a summary. One, learn from others. Get to know other photographers, get a mentor, take courses, Just never stop learning. Two, find out what you need to charge right from the start. Three, create a brand. And keep in mind that branding is so much more than a logo and your colors. What do you stand for? What are you all about? Four, 
Learn how to market to attract the clients that you truly want to work with. And five, set up your business systems, get your contracts right, and know how you should charge and when you should charge. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Do give this podcast a rating to show that you want more of it. And get yourself on the waiting list for Sustainable Photography, the program that's opening up this fall, to make sure that you don't miss out. Thanks for listening to Sustainable Photography. Head over to Instagram at Ingvild Kolnes to tell me what you want future episodes to be all about. Check out the show notes over at ingvildkolnes.com podcast. You can learn more about the Sustainable Photography program and sign up for the waitlist there. To get more of this content, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Your support makes all the difference. Talk soon.